2: WestwoodDental.com.
0: This is the Last Minute
3: Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango and former Blues defenseman, Jamie Rivers.
0: It is another episode of the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton from 1057 The Point, uh, Jamie Rivers from our sister station, 101 ESPN and former Blue.
2: Gentlemen, what the hell's going on? Dude, you were the one that was in this building yesterday. How were things here today compared to yesterday?
0: Uh, it's just the same. It's, I mean, it's pretty dead, man. Yeah. I mean, there's there's really not much more to it than that. Yeah. You so, know? Go ahead, sorry. No, no, just, I mean, and, and it'll, you know, I was under the assumption that I, you know, was okay to come in, do a little prep before I came on the air. Uh, they want us here to do the, the the shift, to do the four hours, and then to go the hell home.
2: Yeah, and and the, the important thing is to be here, like you were yesterday, just in case something new comes out. And as we were talking right before we hit the mics open, is you need a little bit of an escape as well. And hopefully you can you can yeah, do that for do, people. Do, you know? Doing the best, yeah. doing
0: the best. It's it's just uh, just kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, you don't want to talk about it every break, but Jesus Christ. it's it's all consuming it really
2: really is and i'm the guy that does the the celebrity news on on the show and i was like oh my god how am i gonna do talk about stupid celebrity news when this is happening and all the celebrity news had coronavirus stuff in it anyway so i was like
3: wait a minute you're you oh he gets poor guy gets to talk about celebrity news hey i get to talk about sports (laughs) there are none
2: there you go now you got to earn all (laughs) that money right (laughs) there are none
3: so um, now no, I'm, no. like, going down Jeff Burton lane. Well, not really because that, no. that might be jail time. But anyways, <laughs> you got to talk about everything else. Yeah.
2: You yeah. Know? It, it, I mean, the story in sports now is, is, like, what the sports world will do and when. That's the Did you the guys problem. see the marble racing? I heard about it. someone okay. mentioned it to me.
3: I got way too intense watching a guy race marbles down a beach. It was like he had these dirt tracks that he had carved through. And he just had a bucket full of marbles or whatever, and he released the marbles, and away they go down these little tracks. Right? Well, I, I'm telling you guys, this is something we could start gambling on.
2: I was just gonna say, I bet I've heard you talk about it, and you could probably throw some money at it, couldn't you?
3: Easily, you paint the marbles different colors and yeah. be like, I got you know ten on red to place and two on blue to show. Like, amen. Right. It, I it, it's crazy. Like, it, when you leave here today. Pull it up on your social media, your favorite one, whatever platform it is. Marble race. Dude, about five seconds into it, you're going to be personally invested really? in this race. <laughs> it's cry. Incru- I was like, go, Blue Marble, go. He had a big
2: lead then he lost. I was like, go. I mean, that's it's no hockey, unfortunately. No, but... but- this is where we're at, Jeff. I was just talking with uh, Mr. Randy Carricker out in the hallway because uh, he was filling in for Bernie this morning. And what do you do as a massive like, hockey fan? What do you do as a massive baseball fan? Or God forbid you're a basketball fan or something. <laughs> Last night during dinner I, and while I was grilling, I just pulled up Game 7 Blues-Boston. And it it was fantastic. It was it was it was amazing. And I don't know how many more of those games I still have recorded or whatever. But I'm just gonna start watching classic hockey games. I think. What else do you do? Man, I mean, I to get the sports fix. I I, mean. I I don't know. I haven't gotten to that.
0: I haven't gotten to the, to the rewatch portion of things yet. But I'm sure that I will absolutely get there. It's just crazy. I mean, yeah. but to have nothing going on at all. Um, I just I, there's never been a time. It's like it's like the day after the Major League Baseball All Star Game
2: for weeks. Yeah, yeah, you know? and there's just no – I've been watching a lot of NHL Network, and they don't really know what to talk about a whole lot either. They're already playing classic hockey games. I saw something from 75, 1975. It was, a, uh, it, was, it was Flyers and somebody playing a game. Uh, they got to be flipping out too. What is the, what is the deal over at SM, FSM? Do you know Fox Sports Midwest? Do you know what they're going to be doing? Uh, I, well, I know
3: they're going to start re-airing some of the Blues games. That but, would
2: be the smart thing to do. Yeah, yeah. but
3: they don't – Have the rights to a lot of those games, those playoff games, playoff games. They don't have the rights to. Now they do have the rights to the game seven uh, in Boston. They must have purchased that or something because they keep playing it over. Uh, They certainly have that, and they also have the rights to game seven against Dallas. Pat Maroon, hometown hero, baby. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, guys, it's few and far between for like the big games. I think what you're going to have to see is, you know, Gretzky's first game here. That type of thing. Yeah, Un- you've got to dig
0: deeper, man. Because, yeah. like, and, and I love watching those games, but, like, that's only going to run you
3: so long. it run you so long. You know, Brett Hall, maybe some some big accomplishment, milestone goals where he had games. Like, who knows, right? Like, right. It, it's going to be few and far between, and it's going to be tough.
2: Yeah, so you could play every game that Gretzky played as a Blue, so there's only, what, 13 games? <laughs> now, now what are you going to do? True. Nick Adair, Mike
3: <laughs> Keenan,
0: highlights. I, I, th- oh, I think yeah. one of the best parts about this, seriously— And you guys can can. I think the best part about this so far has been the actual turning off of the TVs. And the turning off of the you devices. Think, I think the TVs out, are going on more. No, 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 no. They are. But I'm just saying, like, in general, in finding other ways to entertain yourself mm. when you get bored, like, holy shit, I've watched this episode of The Office 37 times. Right. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it's forcing you to go out of your comfort zone of the same things that you normally watch for one. And then for two, there's really only so much you can watch before you're like, shit, man. I'm bored even with this, you know. So we gotta get a little rec- creative, yeah. We have had the record player on more. We've had music on more than 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 we have lately. Did you have, have an actual lead-
2: record player on? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's yeah. He's big. He's wow. Huge in the vinyl.
0: But then uh, I'm impressed. I but like at least it. it'll yeah. be nice today. Like because it's been so shitty, man. You can't get the kids outside when it's shitty, and that's when. Uh, it- Today, getting everybody outside to get some. And, fresh okay, so I was going to
2: ask. I was going to ask you that question, Donnie, because yeah. you're that guy who's has recently started walking, recently started worrying about step. Not worried about, but yeah. you know, doing the step thing and getting a little more uh, active, if you will. Yeah, has that kept you from going outside and walking? Well, and stuff no, or but what? I mean,
0: I just haven't had the chance because of the weather and because of the animals at home. Um, but hopefully, I'll be able to get out there today. But I mean, I don't know. Should we? I didn't even think about that. No, I should. mean I, I go in the woods. For,
2: yeah. I go in the woods, so that's that's literally social fine, distancing right? right there. I, yeah. think, the, so, I, I think, think so I think
3: getting out into the fresh air is probably encouraged, right? You know, I just don't walk with fifty people within a foot of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, that would be my only thing. Is I don't think you're going to have a mass group walking right beside you. So to me, being outside in the fresh air is probably one of the best places for you.
2: Did anybody get out to to the WalMarts or the Schnucks or the Targets of the world yesterday or the last couple of days?
3: I was at
0: Deerberg's two days ago, and it was—I've never seen it like that before. Like bad, you mean. Uh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. and I mean the worst storm, the worst anything. And I'll tell you the absolute worst part about it is seeing the legit concern in some people's faces. Yeah. The no bullshit look in there, to me, is the worst. Yeah. And because there was—when I went, there was—so, like— uh it was just like getting bananas. It was getting bananas. There were only like five bananas left. One of the there was an old guy that was right behind me. It had to be in his eighties, barely moving along. He was absolutely distressed that he could not get bananas. So I gave him the bananas that I had. Oh, I thought you were going to say you took him out
3: for no, the bananas. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I thought that's where maybe you lost your tooth, Man, dude,
0: no, that whole and that, that whole thing has been a total fucking nightmare on top of the tooth but it, but it just it just a it just a uh, 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 that is the part to me that bothers me so much is because like hey, man we're cool on toilet paper we're all this stuff right. you know what i mean but like when you see the old folks that maybe don't have that ability to to rationalize it to that's man where where i really start to get goddamn
3: concerned now man. some of the stores are well one they're changing hours like i'm a schnucks guy it's right in like 2 minutes from my house so we go into Snooks. I actually did go in yesterday. It was somewhat controlled. They had Actually, they had restocked and a lot of things. I, I managed to get out of there with a, a loaf of bread. Like, wow, right? Yeah. yeah. Still no toilet paper, paper goods, which we're fine at the Rivers House for now, although we do
2: have a small well, If army. the bread is soft enough, you could just... We could. Yeah, but you don't, don't want it too soft. Don't use it after that. But anyway, hey, listen,
0: it, at this point, we should not poo-poo on any ideas. Yeah, you're, you're oh, right. Uh, yeah. We don't know where
3: we're going to go. Yeah. Well played, Steener. Thank you. Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, um, out at Schnook's, and I just, it was somewhat controlled, and so I just uh, did my thing and whatnot, but... Some of the stores, like Schnucks, like I was starting to go down that path, are changing their hours, Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And it's not because they want to inconvenience people. They want to go in and clean the store, Mm -hmm. you know, from like 10 to midnight or whatever it is, top to bottom, and then allow to restock so that in the morning people are getting the shelves. Even if they're not getting more food, they're reorganizing it so people can have easier access. And I heard that they're going to implement an hour each day for people who are 65 and older Great. to go in uh and shop yes by uh, themselves
0: like early in the yeah. day when the store yeah. is like just been cleaned yes yeah.
3: and not not that they um you know not that they'll be carding people at the front door i don't know how they'll do it but it's supposed to be for 65 and older and, and let them go in shop get their things get out and then open up you know, for regular business. I wonder Man.
2: what, honestly, would happen if somebody under 65 tried to walk in. Would They'd be like, excuse me, no, no.
3: They should. I mean, should. If, it's a, if
2: it's a health issue, they should. Yeah. But then, yeah. You know
3: what you're going to run into? Here's what you're going to run into, guys. Well, I've had heart surgery because the government says I'm at risk. I have heart surgery or I have diabetes. Like, my daughter's a type 1 diabetic, so right now we're really in quarantine at the Rivers House. Um, but you're going to run into that. Like, I have a com- uh, compromised immune system. Like, guys, I... Me, I have a compromised immune system. Why? Because I don't have a spleen anymore. Mm -hmm. My spleen's, you know, gone through that whole injury, surgery thing. It's gone. So I technically have a compromised immune system. So do I walk in and say, hey, you know, I think it's up to people to use their good judgment and, and, you know, maybe let the older people or the more at risk as far as that goes during the first half hour. And then if someone who has a compromised immune system that's not, you know, in the greatest condition, not with coronavirus, I'm talking about just in general, Right? maybe then they leak in for the last 20 minutes of that special hour. I don't know.
0: I, I'm sorry, dude. I was listening to something this morning um, no, actually last night where they were talking about in Italy right now, it's 5-in five 5-out five at the grocery store. 5-in, wow. five 5-out. Five and 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 that when you leave your house, you have to have a written note that says why you are leaving your house. You have like four reasons that you can be leaving your house. Essential goods, health, coming home from work. And there was one other thing. Uh, work, I guess, was the other one. And, um, you know, I just wonder, man, like like, how far away are we from that? You know, is is that something that's going to be knocking on the door here depending on... If the, if this thing, you know, catches a big run. And
2: it has a lot to do with, uh, I heard you yesterday and I, and I mentioned this on the show this morning, one of your comments yesterday and you rightly thought that you would get crap on social media. I don't know if you did or not, but when you said something to the effect of, uh, Hey, if you think we're overreacting, if it just saves a life, are we really overreacting? And to your point, what I said this morning was if anybody thinks we're overreacting right now, Think of all the joking we were doing three weeks ago, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, when we had no idea. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do this without getting really mad. No. Fire it up, Donnie. <laughs> we
0: I saw those pictures on Sunday from, like, Daytona Beach yeah. or from Fort Lauderdale, and there are thousands of fucking people out on the surf.
3: I'm Nashville.
0: Like, dude, oh, my God. Like, listen, man. Like, 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 I understand the fake news bit. I get it. Okay, I get it, but when some of you think that you're smarter than a fucking doctor, it is absolutely unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. Like I just some of the you like I, I saw something on a, on a Facebook post last night about should I cancel my kid's birthday party this weekend. Are we fucking serious? <laughs> like, like people like like this is not it's just amazing to me that there are still those that are kind of scoffing at this. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just that part I don't understand. I'm not looking super forward to the next however many weeks. This thing with no sports really friggin' sucks. But you know what, man? We don't need any motherfuckers dying. No. Like anyone, anyone. So whatever we gotta do. And this is when I start to get really irritated because like, and I understand that I'm very liberal in nature, but like I just feel like right now of all times, man, we just need to be motherfucking human beings. Good human beings. If your neighbor needs toilet paper, give him fucking toilet paper. If your neighbor needs some bread, give him some fucking bread. Like, like, I don't understand why at this point the commerce aspect of it kind of has to play into this thing at all. I feel like we should just be trying to fucking make sure we're stabilized, keep as many people healthy as possible, and then, because we're going to have a shit ton of stuff to deal with after this thing is all gone. The economy's going to be fucked. We know that. So, like, so let's just take care of people now, in it together now, and then we'll come out of it together. Man, I just, I, I feel like there's still, like, these people that are fucking hoarding like hand sanitizer and toilet paper and shit, get me the fuck, get me near them, man. Like yeah.
2: I, I just, so so asinine. Did me. you did I send you the picture of the uh, Abby? Uh, my oldest was at QT and Eureka uh just getting gas i believe I oh don't know. i saw that one yeah. <laughs> yeah you send it to our group oh, yeah, yeah yeah the yeah, guy yeah. with all the gas cans <laughs> what it was like eight or nine of them and like the big red plastic ones and he was just loading in the back of his pickup truck now somebody said today he could be loading up for generators just in case yeah. something happens he could be a uh, farmer he could He's got be some a tractor maybe for his neighbors you know like
3: and who knows you just don't is, know
2: but the worst thing is what did i default to yeah. Default to hoarding a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Because the guy that uh, bought up all the hand sanitizer and everything and tried to resell it and then claimed victim on that. He's finally donating all of that stuff. Well, that's the But thing he had to be called
3: out for that. Are you that pissed me? me off is watching the hand sanitizer, toilet paper, anything that was like starting to sell quickly, people just gobbling it up yeah. on like Amazon and eBay and these other places. And then right away flipping it to like third party or secondary market. Yeah. And like charging double.
2: Yeah, and
0: listen, okay, but but let's talk about that for just a second. I appreciate capitalism. Sure, <laughs> I appreciate motherfuckers making money. Yeah, <laughs> I understand we all have to eat. I understand that, but there's a certain point, and this is when my liberalism kicks in. Is is, is that man? We're all mother. We're all humans. Like like, and and when people. St- throw you know, like kind of forget that part, that's when I get really angry. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like like I just I I feel like now gotta watch out for each other, man. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not like that all the time
3: and I know I don't want to be too kumbaya and shit because it's not like that. Yeah, but this is a time that you have to be. (laughs) This is different. Like you can be any platform you want, right? And I, I posted this yesterday on Twitter. I was like, yeah, I don't care You know, what you're hearing from, why don't we let the World Health Organization and the CDC, why don't we pay attention to what they're saying on a daily basis, rather than news outlets that are influenced by politicians who have agendas? Let's just leave that away. Like, if you turn on the TV, just know that what you're listening to is probably someone's agenda. Yeah. And just leave it at that. And I'm not being political on this. I don't give a shit. Either way. Okay, all I care about is people being healthy, like you said at this time. And yeah, let's step up right now. Let's help our buddy. Let's pick him up off the ground. Let's help him out. If he needs a goddamn roll of toilet paper, give him a toilet paper. You know, like let's not shove people into the ditch trying to capitalize on a shitty situation. Because to me, uh, whether there's a god or whether there isn't or whatever you believe in, I mean, that's a ticket straight to hell. Like, I, help each other out here,
0: dude. Exactly. And like, and what's so bizarre to me is that we have to preface a tweet like you sent out mm-hmm. yesterday. And thinking in the back of your head as you're getting ready to tweet this, man, somebody's going to
3: be pissed off at me right, for yeah. this. Well, yeah. I wrote at the end. I actually added at the end. I'm like, this is not a political tweet. Yeah, that because the I fact just, that you have to say that I have to because otherwise it'd be like, oh, you've been, you've been, you know, uh, infected by the Democrats or you've been infected by the Republicans. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a goddamn Canadian. First right. of all, <laughs> right. okay. So the only thing I'm not wanting to be infected by is the fucking coronavirus. Right? Yeah. At the end of the day. And right now I'm going to trust the experts, which is the World Health Organization and the CDC, and what they say. Because guess what? They, to my knowledge, don't have a particular agenda. Their agenda is to keep everyone safe. So if that's the case, then let's listen to them. Right. right. So that's Find where I'm up. headed.
2: So we have to wait for uh, a cure, for lack of a better term. To, to now, get you know this they have in. a vaccine. Yes, they do. Okay. Yeah. So and they started, t- today, uh,
3: yesterday was day one. Of a test on their their first person. Oh, okay. yeah. Was Washington
0: think, State or something like that, I thought I read. Yeah, it is yeah. Uh,
3: Seattle, Washington. Dr. Fauci or whatever his name is from the White House, he said that yesterday was their first, they administered their first vaccine, which is positive, although we don't know. The results it'll be six months to twelve months before we know the total effects of it. But
2: and I read today, starting today, uh, is it SSM or somebody's doing drive-through testing? That was Mercy, and I think that oh, Mercy, started over okay. the weekend. Oh, yeah, As a matter of fact
0: because it was Good. raining, and I think they were showing those. Those. those so guys what you gotta do you got
2: to do to do that? You got to call ahead. You got to get a script. You got to no, know for your have a Car, I believe for the oh a car. Okay, hold on. <laughs> well, that's don't help. don't give me the whole <laughs> list. Let me write that one down first. That was my poke <laughs> at really bad humor. Okay,
0: <laughs> no, well you know what though, we got. There has to be laughs in this shit. Dude. There's got
3: to be. I can give you a great one. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah.
2: Me, me, and Walmart don't get along. Okay, hey, quick, first of
3: all, Jeff, let's pre- let's preface this for yeah. a second. Donnie, we're all talking about our trips to the store, right? Yeah. yeah. I said Schnucks. Uh huh. You said Walmart. He said Deerbergs. Deerbergs. Hey, somebody's making Deerbergs. Somebody's man. making bank. Deerbergs money. That's you. You're
2: the one who said you was terrible. tear. You money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, was... In this, this room with a former NHLer and a morning show guy? Yeah, no, was, no. Former bad NHLer.
2: <laughs> okay? Yeah, and like 17th Mike on the morning show. Yeah. Uh, he was actually there getting a, an application for me. <laughs> but you you, you stopped my, my story. Oh, what oh, were no, you going to no, say? I just
0: want to say real quick. It, it, there is a number that you have to call, and you have to have a fever so high before they'll okay. have you come through Yeah, that yeah. Line. You can't just walk in you thinking, can't just thinking that. I can't
2: just go, hey, I'm 52 and I have an immune system problem can you test me yeah Again, are, you, are you, you at risk jeff oh my gosh yeah, yeah okay. I, take, I didn't know with crohn's with, right it's it's crohn's but it's also more the medicine that i take gets rid of my immune mm. system so yeah okay well,
0: i'm just saying i just you know you got to call the thing but yeah, anyway, yeah. So, i don't want to cut up your so i got the yeah so i got the, yeah, go. so
2: I got the, the uh, list together yesterday to hey here's the things that i couldn't find over the weekend so i'm gonna i'm gonna put my helmet on and my elbow pads and head out to walmart See if I can find some uh, chicken uh, tenderloins, some chicken breast disease because you guys know I'm a breast dude. Were they else. real or fake? Oh, oh and a uh, and a uh, Brita water jug that has the filter inside of it because the Eureka water is – I always say it tastes like it's already been in somebody else's mouth. That's how bad <laughs> it is, which is kind of a compliment given how bad it tastes. And uh, so that's, that's what I was tasked to get. So I went to uh, La Finca Coffee in Eureka, downtown Eureka. They're on Main Street, and my favorite coffee place. And I got a cup of coffee, right? So I head up to Walmart and I grab myself a cart. I wipe it down, you know. I give it a rectal exam. I ask for its, you know, medical history, everything. Just this cart, clean it, and I put my coffee cup in where you put your kid, you know, if you have a kid, you, where they sit. Put it there, and I'm tooling around. I'm trying to find this, and I can't find that, and then I can't find the water jug thingy, the Brita thing. So everybody knows what Walmart is set, set up like. They're all set up exactly the same, right? So visualize your Walmart. I'm right in front of where the cell phones are, that counter where oh the God. electronics are, okay? So I see a young man who works at Walmart, and I said, excuse me, Jason, is it? And I said, no, it's Al. <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, do you know where blah, blah, blah is? And he said, oh, yeah, those are over here. So here's our trek. We started in front of the cell phones. And you walk straight to your left will be all of the other electronics, and then you see the toy aisle. Mm-hmm. That's when you take your hard right, and you're going towards the front door of the Walmart, mm-hmm. and on your left, visualize Towards the is, home goods, Yeah, there's right? the automotive department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you got your outdoor stuff, your guns, then your workout mats and the, the little bitty yeah. weights and all that stuff, and then the paint department and then tools, and then the next aisle is stuff like the Brita filters and the Duraflames and all that stuff, okay? Uh-huh. Quite the trek, yeah. right? So we're walking along, and I'm doing dumb jokes like, hey, hey, uh, heard anything in the news lately? You know, because the place was a madhouse. It looked like the first 10 minutes of Saving <laughs> Private Ryan in this Walmart. It yeah. really did. And it's quite the trek. I get over there, and he goes, there you go, sir. They're right there. And I said, thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. And he goes, no problem, sir. Have a good day. So I grabbed – and I took me a second and I grabbed the one I wanted and I put it in my cart. And as I set it down, I look and I see my feet and there's a pool of brown liquid <laughs> at my feet. And I look and my coffee cup had tipped over and it was spilling. It had been spilling since I was in front of the cell phones.
3: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: And there's just a brown liquid trail. <laughs> I just turn around and I look and I just see it go in between and, and then it disappears. Was it the coffee or was it your Crohn's? No, it was the, oh <laughs> it was God. the coffee this time. Thank God. So, oh, the, dear. yeah. Oh, but it gets so much better because I was like, "Hey, lady," to somebody with a palate. You know, they're stocking. I said, "I, I, there's coffee spill here," and she flips out. She talks to another person, and they they like have a conference. And they decide the best way to clean this up is about a half a roll of toilet paper or a, a paper towels wrapped around this lady's arm. And she's walking around, bending over and wiping up this trail oh. of coffee. Nice, Jeff. I feel like a dummy. So I grab some and I'm helping her out. And then when we get done, I said something to the effect of, Hey, at least I'm going to put sugar in my coffee. So it's not going to be super sticky. It's still coffee, but it's going to be sticky. And she went, Ah, and turned around and walked away. I never saw her again. Like, that was all the cleanup of a large cup of coffee was just paper towels. A. Two, it's Armageddon Monday at Armageddon. Coronavirus Monday (laughs) at Walmart. And I went from cell phones to Brita. What is that, a quarter mile walk? Yeah. Not a single person said anything to me. Like all the people oh, yeah, at Walmart man. saw me walk, pushing a cart with a fountain of coffee coming out, and nobody says a word. There yeah. was a dude Are with a cell phone me? camera. It's coming out. Watch. Right, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, look at what I saw Jeff Burton doing at Walmart. I keep checking my channel on Pornhub, but they haven't thrown anything up there yet. <laughs> and an
0: honest question wouldn't it just be easier to just get the fucking mop?
2: Well, yeah, that's what I I'm wondering. I, I
3: don't know if the, the only mop risk was quarantined maybe is quarantined or They what? have this massive trail of slippery. And now oh, yes. some dude comes walking through at a fast pace looking for toilet paper. And whoop, whoop. Down he goes yeah, at Walmart's, be... getting a lawsuit.
2: Yeah, I guess oh sticky boy. as opposed to slippery when it comes to that. A little that, more traction, Jeff. Least, yeah. You never know. That is true. Maybe so... wear some cleats inside, too. <laughs> for traction.
3: <laughs> yeah. what,
0: do, uh, what are our hockey players doing right now?
3: Okay, so that's kind of like the, the big question is for every athlete, but I'll, obviously I'll talk about hockey players because... Uh, you I, were one. I was one, kind of. You trained them. I train
2: them. You know what? Before you answer that, is it weird that the announcement was made that, you, like, these are the three things you guys can do? You can go home or stay in your city or stay in your training facility or whatever. Are they that controlled? Like, oh, yeah. Really? That's weird. Okay, so I was just curious. But, yeah, great yeah. question from Donnie. What are they doing now? Well, first of all, to touch
3: on what you just said, I- I'm shocked that they let the guys go home. Because guys could be going straight back into really hot spots. Like, who knows where they're from? Like, what if some dude's from over in Europe? One, I don't think he can get back in there right now. I think he'd have to stay here, I would think. Although, a lot of these guys, like the private jet industry is booming right now because people who have money or athletes are trying to get in or out of Dodge and they're using private because they don't want to fly commercial. So I don't know what the rules and regulations would be crossing those borders with private chats yeah, but that's wonder, something that's, that's question, way yeah. above my pay grade yeah. for one thing um Not but
0: mine because i'm the deerbergs guy. you are the deerbergs
3: guy you might be the guy <laughs> as actually booking all the flights donnie never know <laughs> i mean sherry sure, deerbergs with all his prepared meals no big deal twelve dollars a meal um no disrespect deerbergs love you
2: no sponsorships are available yeah sponsorships
3: are available unless walmart aldis or schnooks
2: um
3: but, yeah, so guys, are they're in a tough spot because if they have a home gym, then you work out and you do your thing, which a lot of guys have some form of a home gym now if they're a professional athlete. They have a treadmill or a bike or both, a couple of dumbbells, and, you know, they kind of make do. Uh, but that's kind of what you have to do. And I mean, there's no ice young. time right now. All the rinks are closed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, trust me, I know my other company, Synergy Hockey, we're shut down right now. We have gone dark because – there's nobody to to teach to train to do anything. The ice rinks uh, aren't open. The players aren't available. Uh, organizations aren't letting people go out. so the players are kind of confined and they have they're in a wait and see. This is where it gets kind of weird guys, because even if two weeks from now, let's say two let's go three weeks, let's go let's go three weeks mm-hmm. and, and having given that it's kind of been a week already since they you know, half a week since they declared that they're not playing. Then what? they got to come back and have some kind of a training camp. Now, I predict a three- to four-day camp, you know, kind of a boot camp, get back in shape. But, like, where are we at here? And as we get deeper and deeper, they're talking about hockey in, like, late July or August. Well, the players' union is going to be, like, bullshit because training camp is a month away. My player X is... Way too valuable to only get a couple weeks off from this. Yeah, the
2: NBA is the only one that has a two week off season. For Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, at least it seems like it. It seems like it. You know, yeah, unfortunately.
3: Um, but yeah, so these guys are are, are going back to wherever. Uh, I've had contact with a couple of the Blues guys, and they're not allowed in the facility. They're not allowed to anywhere to to congregate and do stuff. They can work out on their own, and that's kind of it. Man, I mean, you- it's not a lot of information. I wish I could give you more, but. You know, well, it, as a yeah, player, so, I've been yeah, locked yeah. out, yeah. but never quarantined.
2: And, Donnie, I think I think wow. it's, it may be tougher on the baseball players because they've gotten close to the season, and now it's like, shh.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, to me, is not that the hockey thing isn't nuts, but those pitchers were at the point where they were ramping up to make their full starts, and so that's going to go back to square one. I think, honestly and realistically— There is no chance that there is any more NHL regular season games. I think that the season starts, if it is able to start again, with some version of the playoffs. And I
3: don't think that's until May. But now that opens up a whole other can of problems, right? Oh, yeah. Because there's teams. What do you go with? Do you go with the team, the points, standings right now? What about the teams that had a game in hand? That could have caught somebody. That could have passed somebody. So they talk about winning percentage. Okay, so you take the winning percentage, but then once again, what if a team is 4 points or 3 points higher than a team because a games played their winning percentage is lower because like wait a minute, right? Like now you got a team that's maybe in the first wild card spot that's now out of the playoffs. So the only thing that they're talking about right now that I've seen is like this 24 team selection kind of thing and the bottom teams of the the bubble teams would play, you know, one and done type thing and huh. work their way down to the last two playoff uh, spots. Now, the only thing that goes with that is then what about the teams like the Blues, right? Or one point ahead of the Avalanche. The Avalanche have a game in hand. Now the Blues would have home ice.
2: I'm okay, okay it. with that. Yeah, can, I'll sign off on that. Where's
3: my pen? Yeah, I'll right. sign off we're on okay that. with that. But imagine Joe Sackick, GM in, in Colorado, is he's like going, that. whoa. He's whoa. going bullshit. We had, and our last game of the season was against the Blues. So we should at least have one more game against the Blues. Right. So you're going to have all this arguing back and forth over what the best format is. I think the best advice I could give all these big wigs is let's just get it done. Everybody's got to deal with the same shit. So if you're dealt a shit sandwich, the guy next to you is probably dealt a shit sandwich too. Somebody along the way is not happy with what's going on, but hopefully we'll have some way to get to an ending on this in a reasonable way. Like I don't want it to go to like a a March Madness where one loss, you're out. You know what I'm saying? No, no, listen. I would almost,
0: I would almost the rest of the season, you know what? I would rather the rest of the season be canceled, including playoffs, than any kind of bullshit. It's not really a winner, then, right? Because the Stanley Cup's
3: the hardest trophy to win. It just is. And if you have like a two out of three first round, a three out of five second round, like, is it really the hardest trophy anymore?
2: No. Like, it's not the same grind. And and the Blues are that type of team that, are built for a seven-game series as well. Nobody's. There's not going to be a lot of teams that are going to beat them in a seven-game series, maybe no, even a right. five-game, but
3: three-game? I know. Well, look at last year. There's a couple of games where they lost two in a row yeah. in yeah. the series. Imagine that. From what I understand, in a three-game
2: series, if you lose the first two, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, things are not looking good. Yeah. It, you really got to score a lot of points in that third yeah. game. Do you know yeah.
0: what um, What makes my man parts feel funny, though, thinking about this? I don't know, but looking I can't wait Jeff? to hear it. <laughs> Is let's say that the season, you know, if they are able to pick up in a few weeks. Then our fucking dudes are rested and ready to go.
3: Mm-hmm. Dude, but so is everybody so else. So is Colorado, you're unfortunately. Guess, Nathan yeah. McKinnon's back in the lineup now. You're
0: right, You're right. but yeah. with all of the hockey that the Blues had played in the last year, wouldn't the rest seem to benefit them more than the rest of the field?
3: Yeah, it would. It, them and the Bruins, right? That, that's what you have to look at. Because yeah. you know the Blues, you could argue that they had a little bit tougher time because they partied their brains
2: out after winning, right? <laughs> exactly. so, well, are you, did you have firsthand knowledge of that? <laughs> yeah, like, I may know somebody who really may know somebody. In, I really want to get in yourself. From last June. Just oh my so. God! I
3: really? Would love I that. want them to win again? If it's not my fingerprint, it self destructs. <laughs> I, I
0: want them to win again because I want Doug Armstrong to come to. Listen, Zach, we know you want to get after it, buddy. But we don't need you thrown up in the car. Right. I still don't understand that. I asked
3: you Sandy, already did
2: that last year. Don't do it
3: again. I asked Annie about that. I'm like, dude, what? Why in? Why not just over side of the car? You'd be a legend if yeah. you just puked over the side. Had someone throw you a beer and
2: chugged another one.
3: Oh, dear. oh, the
2: memes would oh get him my another God. contract. He'd be
3: a hero. <laughs> he would be like, he would be revered like Bob Bassin is for Jeff. Yeah. Oh,
2: Basser. Uh, you know, know what I'm saying? Skate Instead boys. he pukes
3: in the car on the old dude driving it. I'm like, dude, what are do you? Do? He's like, honestly, he's like, what happened? was I was so banged up that I didn't really think I was going to puke. Danny goes, I was gone too far into it. I was trying not to puke and you know, you're know you trying to hold it in, try to hold it in oh, and it just yeah. came out. I'm like, just let it fly. You've yeah. been legendary.
2: <laughs> at, at, you, you are a Stanley Cup champion. You're in the back of a truck. During the parade, where else can you get away with puking in front of a million people. Okay, so here's
3: the greatest the, the greater question about this is how long until somebody runs up and scoops up Stanley Cup puke and keeps uh, it? Oh, it. Sells it.
0: You know what? There is a blue skin out there that would do it. Oh, yeah, right? I hate to say it. He's but, not in this room,
3: oh, I don't God. think. Well I love that. It won't be when Donnie and I leave. <laughs> no,
0: dude, I just I I I love it. I just love it so much. I just just and and I really I just really feel like that that regardless of what happens this year, God forbid something would happen. I mean, these dudes are locked and loaded again for next mm-hmm. year too. Yeah, no, they
3: got look at they're looking good, and I think the best way to look at it is like you said, rested. It would be amazing. Vladdy would be arguably or should be in a hundred percent tip top shape for when he comes back. Um, Bennington rested. Yeah. Uh, Petrangelo rested, O'Reilly rested, Perron. I mean, these guys played the all-star game, too. Yeah. So you got to remember all that. Uh, And the Blues do have that grinding down, knock them out kind of style of play. So it puts them in good shape. And they are lined up pretty good for the years to come. Now, the only question I have is... What are you, like if if this was the last game for Alex Petrangelo?
2: Yeah, buddy, he's in my head. I was just sitting there thinking we haven't heard a damn thing about that in now quite what? a while. You know, now what? Maybe and, this will make him go. I got to go back there and finish some business. And well, sign maybe up. it does, but maybe this is
3: kind of like ah, you know what? It was a really weird kind of way to end. It's just kind of best to leave it like that. Oh, that just chalk be- it up to nobody's the bad guy. It just was a real weird situation. I,
0: I honestly think though, and I and I hate to be the I feel like either way this goes, I don't feel like this is going to be, if God forbid he does go somewhere else, I don't feel like this is going to be acrimonious at all. This dude seems like the cream of the crop, tip-top, good human being. He's not going to do anything to shit on St. Louis in any way, shape, or form. No, no. Ever, ever, ever. So if it happens... Dude, for me anyway, unless that dude would become a hawk or something, Mm. he's a hard guy to root against, man. Well, you got to remember he married a local girl, too, right? So he's probably
3: got anchors here forever in St. Louis because. Yeah, what are their names again? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So continuing down the right path, (laughs) um, he's going to end up coming back to St. Louis for periods of time, whether it's two, three, four months at a time in the summer or whatever, or when he's retired. So, of course, he's not going to want to have a bad divorce at that point. Neither is St. Louis Blue's because they're going to want to have Alex Petrangelo as some kind of an ambassador later on in life. Look at Brett Hull came back. Yeah. And he didn't retire St. Louis Blue. In fact, he hadn't been a Blue for a decade leading up to that. Hey, real quick question. Yeah.
0: Not an easy one, probably. Okay. Dude, if Petrol walks, goes somewhere else, the focus then on Justin Falk will be oh my my god.
2: Whatever it is, it'll be unwanted. That is for damn sure. I mean, here's what I try to tell people. Fair or not
3: fair? I'm just saying. No, I know. I know. But here's what I try to tell people is, I think you have to look at the Justin Falk deal as an independent deal. I I know that there are some ties. He's a right-handed shot. He's a power play guy, or he was. And, you know, minute muncher, which he was in (sighs) Carolina. But you can't In my opinion, you can't automatically assume that he's Alex Petrangelo's replacement. You know, I think Doug Armstrong made this deal, and yes, it has all the makings of a replacement deal. However, I think we should look at it as that was a separate contract, and Mm -hmm. it's not like Falk was brought in to replace Petro. I think with the salary cap going up, I think the Blues will have some, some room financially to afford Alex Petrangelo. My biggest thing is... I think the term. I think Petro wants a seven- or an eight-year deal, which would bring him to 37, 38. And I think the Blues are looking at a five-year deal.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: You know, I think they're looking back at Brower and Bacchus, who left, didn't go on to Roses Mm -hmm. after. And they're looking at the end of their careers, or the end of their contracts, rather, and saying, yeah, the last couple of years haven't been very good for those guys. Imagine if we were in a six- or seven-year marriage with that right now.
2: Right. So you're saying, hey, maybe he's got six or seven years left to get out and skate, but we want the four quality ones here. Yeah. Then you can go David Backus in pa- Boston anytime you want and I to. I
3: realize it's a different style of player, and I realize there's different miles on these players. And personally, for me,
2: I think Alex Petrangelo is a guy that could play till he's 40. I really do. He really does seem to miss a lot of hits. Like, you know, his back to the guy coming out, and he'll throw it up the the half boards, and 90% of the time he bounces away from a check. I know all of them hurt, and all of them will have residual effects on the body years from now. Doesn't seem like he gets clocked a lot.
3: No. A couple things we got to remember here. One, the game has changed. Okay? So you don't have that constant pounding that you used to. Guys are in and out of corners, sometimes without being touched. Uh, There's not the finishing of checks anymore. We don't
2: see everything on camera either.
3: No, you don't. But anything past a second now is deemed to be an interference call. Like They don't call it a lot, but it's available to the ref if he wants. But you also have to look at how much the speed of the game has increased. So it's a different kind of wear and tear. Instead of the, the back and the shoulders and the, you know, whatever... Now it's your lower body, your core. You know, if you have any kind of knee trouble at all or ankle trouble or anything, groin problems, well, now they're being exposed as you get older because your body just doesn't heal. And then go right back to our discussion a couple minutes ago about can you imagine if they play into August Mm, for the playoffs? And so that's where it starts to hurt your veteran players. Uh, But I I do believe Alex Petrangelo is a guy that can play until he's 40. He's in great shape. He takes care of himself. He works so hard on and off the ice like – he really is a healthy guy.
0: You know man, and when we were talking about him, the thing I think about that the first word that popped into my mind when I was when we were talking about him is when he plays it looks effortless.
3: Like yeah, and yeah. I know that it's, it's turned not, into that, I hasn't know it? That he
0: is he he's an amazing, but I mean, dude, when he's moving the puck, when he's doing any of his routine shit, uh, when he's shit,
2: dusting it off and looking up the ice, it is dude, mind-boggling. I, dude,
0: the calm and the dude, I, I just I, I really hope that there's a way to make this happen. I just love him as a blue. You know, I mean, and I know we all do. I know we're all saying and hoping and thinking the same thing, but I just hope that there's a way to to get it done. But the great thing is, when you have Doug Armstrong, if there's a way to get it done and make sense and not hamper the team in the future, he's
3: going to do it.
2: If, If he has played his last game... Like, you you know, the horrible scenario that mm-hmm. you just threw out there, is his Is his number still retired in St. Louis? I was just about to say that. Because I think so, because long tenure and the first captain to, to hoist the Stanley Cup, all those other things?
3: Yeah, I— uh, I would think so. Here's where it's going to get uh, gray in some areas is— If is Bryce he... Salvador comes back, is that, <laughs> is that the problem? Yeah. <laughs> It oh don't want to Bryce mad, man. No, oh, oh, no. If Eric Weinrich comes out of retirement um, <laughs> with his yellow visor. Oh, I love it. Uh, but no, but look, Chris Pronger has his number, going to have his number retired here as a blue. He didn't win a Stanley Cup here. He didn't finish his career here, but he's a Hall of Famer. Al McInnes didn't win a Stanley Cup here. I won one in Calgary, didn't won one, win one here. Um, Hall of Famer, his number goes up. Bobby Plager, Mr. St. Louis Blue, that's a whole other realm of possibility on this one. He gets the number five raise up to the rafters. I think that's lifetime achievement right there. And it's much deserved. I love Bobby for Plager. For the jokes,
2: just the jokes everything. Alone. He's been
3: with the Blues since day one. Right. Since day one. Mm-hmm. And he's never left. He's still with the Blues as an ambassador. Like, there's something to be said for that. You deserve credit for that. Um, so, Alex Petrangelo, I think from a national standpoint, probably doesn't. It the category of retiring his number yet but from a local standpoint of being the first captain in blues history to raise the stanley cup and now let's not forget guys quietly he's at the top of the list in almost every single category in blues history games played points by defensemen goals by defenseman, game winning goals by defenseman. you're looking and you're seeing petrangelo McInnes, McInnes, petrangelo Petrangelo, McInnes. Like, it's literally like As far that. as the Blues Cole, record books. Federico, yeah. Petrangelo. Wow. Like, you're seeing that.
2: I'm so, going to
0: suggest something and then I'm going to suggest why I know it's not right.
1: <laughs>
0: I would love... You're going to beat me to it? I would love... Yes. <laughs> I would love to see David Backus get his number retired. Yeah. I think he's a great blue... Where? Here.
2: Crickets. This is the part where you say that it's but yeah, a dumb idea. But this is, Insert but this, crickets. But this no. is
0: why. Because you had other players of that ilk Brian Sutter is is like kind of the first one that comes to mind that's similar in, in role that oh. that you would not
3: oh. What do you mean? Brian Sutter is way different, dude.
0: Well yeah, well, no, I know, but well they played at different times and different kinds of players, but I'm just trying to think of somebody in that vein you wouldn't retire Sutter's number, so you're not gonna retire Bax's number. Well, Sutter's kind of number
3: works. is retired.
0: Brian Sutter's numbers yeah,
2: number, yeah, number eleven's up in the rafters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah are is. you fucking serious? Yeah, one hundred percent. You serious. know why? Because you are looking at the game. You are not looking at the rafters, Donnie. You are a student of the game. Yeah, and I think he's retired because Donnie, do you need a hug now. I no, think he's retired no, no, no. because I'll of all, you, all because we're of his not getting time, close like that. All of his time on the ice, but also was a coach. You know that sort of no, thing. No, I
3: get it. And get he's it. one of the most ferocious captains the Blues have ever yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a little not a big guy. He fought everybody. He played blood and guts type hockey. He was. You know, revered for the his style of play. Yeah.
0: Okay, but then how is that so different than David Backus? Because David Backus would bleed it out there for the team as it's well. It's just different, Donnie. I well, mean, it's you also ask different eras too. Different
3: though. eras, and you know, if you look at great leaders, I like David Backus. He's a personal friend of mine, and I, I, I think the guy's a fantastic human being. Love his family, everything. He's no Brian Sutter. I'll be damned. He's not even close. I'm gonna oh, this, I'm, I'm going to text him. That you said yeah. that. this is okay. What's he story? would probably text it
2: what's, to you. What's his number? Yeah, it's 555. Uh, six seven five three five three zero nine. All right. So uh, here's here's a, here's a question for you guys. If you need, and I know you, you, especially Danny, I know baseball is is something that's right there with hockey for you. But if you needed your hockey fix, what are you going to do? Like today is the anniversary of the Blues Blackhawks St. Patrick's Day massacre. Mm-hmm. I watched the highlight of that today, but I'd like to kind of watch that whole game. I don't know if I can find it somewhere or not. Mm. But all of the Stanley Cup run, not just the final against Boston, but everything that I have recorded, I'm going to watch that stuff. I'm not a guy that will sit down and watch Miracle. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with the movie. I'm just not a big movie guy. But Mm -hmm. what are you guys going to do to get your sport, not just necessarily hockey, but sports fix?
3: Well, Donnie. Besides the marbles. The marbles is good. I think ping pong still going, too, over in China, which I tell you what, that's pretty intense. Yeah, that is. Okay, so I've got a list of some, some documentaries, hockey documentaries, because I was going through this the oh. other day, and I was like, you know what? Without games here, I'm a documentaries guy. I love a good documentary. I was going to yeah.
2: mention Ice Guardians. I'm assuming I, that's number yeah. one on your list. It,
3: well, yes, it is. So I, Ice
2: Guardians, number one. I, I, these are no particular order. Now, a little brief description of each one. Ice Guardians is the documentary about fighting in hockey. But the pe- but what I want people to know, we've talked about this before. It's not just a montage of people, uh, you know, lighting each other up. It's the it's the uh, emotion behind it, and the psychology mm-hmm. behind being an enforcer for a living. Basically, mm-hmm. how I remember one of the scenes, and I don't remember the names, but somebody was laying in bed, knowing that they got to fight X, Y, and Z tomorrow, and how are you going to sleep? If you know that Probert's on the other bench tomorrow night or tonight or yeah. whatever. So, right. It's
3: a fantastic documentary that goes behind, and it gives you both sides. Some of the doctors and that that are interviewed in this are not very favorable to the old enforcer role, but the enforcers and, the, and some of the best players in the world talk about how they are needed and how they were so appreciated. So Ice Guardians is one of them. Uh, the Russian Five. Is another one. It's, oh, is that it's, Detroit? It's in Detroit. It's the, uh, the evolution of basically the hockey game we're watching now. When the Russian Five came over and, and played for the Red Wings, Scotty Bowman put all five Russians together as an experiment. And what he saw changed the game forever.
2: Would you say that that basically was the invention of
3: cycling? It was invention of cycling the puck, invention of uh, puck possession. They get to the blue line at the far blue line and if they didn't like what they see, they kick it back to the D. If the D didn't like what he saw, I'd kick it back to the goalie. And they go re- like soccer. It was a very much a soccer mentality where if you didn't see an opening, okay, bring it back, back over, try the other side. Come back, try the other side. I'm watching that one. Yeah, and that I it, remember yeah.
2: back during that era, it was also kind of the dawn of the announcers going, Puck possession, oh my gosh. They've had it in, you know, the blue zone mm-hmm. for X amount of time now, and you're just like Flurry and whoever else it was, holy cow, you could barely even watch the names on the back.
3: Well, the thing that changed—why it changed the game is it was a primarily a dump-and-chase league at that time because there were so many tough, hard-hitting guys, and so you, they just chip the puck in and chase it yeah. and, and go and run guys, right? Well, the Russian, the 5-5 five, five there, the Russian 5 were like, yeah, we're not going to do that because not one of us wants to go get it. Right. First of all, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And they didn't. So they'd say Yeah, we need the some dude from Kamloops to go get it for <laughs> right, us. And right. they
3: also, you know, they they were the first guys who incorporated the D into the play. Like, where they really, there were five guys on the ice. There were no positions. Like, Fedosov and Konstantinov would end up down behind the opponent's net with Fedorov
2: and Larionov playing D. Fedorov, that's the That's the one I was trying to think of. yeah. Fedorov, it, yeah. It,
3: it, Kozlov, Larionov, Fedorov, Fedosov, and Jackmielov. No, sorry. Hey, and Constantino. Hey, hey, he
2: didn't make the team. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he was a healthy scratch <laughs> or a healthy rub, whatever. Uh, but so that's a really interesting one, uh making Coco Grant Fear story. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's fairly yeah, new. He has he was he was in the building promoting that, yeah. remember? Yeah. Yep. And uh it's a it's a great you know, biography pretty much of Grant Fuhr and his his journey from being a black goaltender in northern Canada to get through, you know, all the the levels and junior and the NHL and some of the struggles he had personally with substance abuse and things like that.
2: And, um, and here's the thing if you think, oh, Grant Fear, good goalie, but what a cokehead, that's 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. Watch the documentary to find out
3: why. Yeah, it's an incredible one. So, Making Coco. So, just to recap Ice Guardians, Russian Five, Making Coco, The Last Gladiators. This one flies under the radar. It's a documentary basically about Chris Nyland, who used to be a Montreal Canadiens, tough guy, went to the Boston Bruins, New York Rangers. It is phenomenal. The Last Gladiators. Download it. It's amazing. I watched it, and I got sucked in. I've watched it like three or four times now. And every time I watch it, it's got something new to offer. It's not just about Chris Nyland, but it does follow his journey that took him from nowhere land to college hockey to NHL to Stanley Cup champion to drug addict to alcoholic to out of the game to bankrupt to back in the game to being on TV. To like it's a, It wow. is a roller coaster, and it's pretty damn riveting. So The Last Gladiators yeah. is a good one. Uh, to ch- jump in on yours, Do You Believe in Miracles is a behind the scene real documentary about uh, the 1980 Olympic team, mm. not the miracle with, you know, uh, Kurt Russell, right, right, yeah. which yeah. is a fantastic movie. Don't get me wrong, but it, it does give you more of an insight. Uh, Tough Guy, the Bob Probert story. Oh, boy. Now this one here is different because it's all done in like voiceover from past interviews and things that happened and they show images and video of you know his life. It's not interviewing Bob Probert because obviously he had, unfortunately he had passed away mm-hmm. when they made this, but still nonetheless a really really good documentary. And the last one that goes back to the Russian Five and how they were created. Never mind the NHL, but back in Russia is a documentary called Red Army and that is a fantastic watch. Dude, I've seen that. you got to see that. All right. Is that it's on incredible. the Netflix? And it will give you a little bit of an inside look at what I went through over oh, there. Yeah. Because the training and the way they practice and what they do in their way of life is still was still the same when I was playing in Russia. It was craziness. Wasn't I just remember ESPN your payday. Was a, it was, was on ESPN. Payday. I believe you can find it on one of your providers, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Prime. Video and probably YouTube for that matter, but it's amazing um, amazing watch. Wow, incredible. Dude, that's
2: I, w- great. I what I would like to watch. do for anybody that's listening to this and just heard that whole list, if you will send it to me, I will, I will put it up on the social medias when we post about this audio so people will be able to watch. Right, one
3: it out. last one before yeah. I forget because I'm thinking about the Russian stuff, there's one called Icarus. It's just called Icarus. ICA will post it uh, on the social media incredible. It's all about the guy, the one guy who masterminded all the Russian doping through all the Olympics, through all that stuff. No It is crazy. It's Hmm. a documentary where this dude is being followed by a guy. He got... the, The start of the documentary was about something different, an experiment. As it went on, that whole stuff came out. And then he's being threatened by KGB guys. He's being... And all this is on the documentary. It's real. Oh, wow. And that case is still going on. And they have this guy in the Witness Protection Program here in the United States. So... That's another one that I was like, oh, my God, I was glued to it. What's he look like? I think I saw him in Pop Belly the other day. <laughs> he's guy with the fake nose, the glasses, and a big
2: mustache. Yeah, he's
3: on the salad bar down
0: there. Yes, I saw yes. him.
2: Yeah, he was flipping the uh, cottage cheese. Uh, do they have a salad bar?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is another episode of the Last <laughs> Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton from 105.7 The Point, Jamie Rivers from 101 ESPN, former blue defenseman. Listen, share this podcast with your friends that love hockey and otherwise uh, rate us as well. You can find us on Spotify, all of the major podcast outlets, and we will be back next week with another episode of the last minute blues podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. The last minute blues podcast. Hear more at one
3: Oh five, seven, the point.com.
1: Hi, this is Chris Howard host of plugged in with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not to attack a should consider retiring After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time and clearly he's not ready to hang up the cleats.